0: Welcome to The Roundtable, the show that brings you the latest in the worlds of football, basketball, and gambling. Now, let's get to it. Here are your hosts, Brad Wakai and Tyson Gentry. Welcome into The Roundtable. I'm Brad Wakai. That is my co-host, Tyson Gentry. We are back with another edition of the NFL Draft Dive today, Tyson, where we are looking at teams 25- through 28 and this i gotta say a very interesting group of teams here obviously picking in the late first round you know these are playoff teams they have aspirations of picking a player that's going to come in and impact their football team immediately and get them to the next level um two teams in the nfc east that'll be interesting for us to discuss as well
1: yeah um and if you're doing the math at home and you're like you're on 25 through 28 uh, we have three weeks left till the draft. What are you guys going to do uh, with that extra week? Well, Brad and I kind of have a little bit of a uh, dead zone draft extravaganza, I guess, if you wanted to call it. But we're going to get into um, kind of the nitty gritty and see if we can find some value on the betting markets. And that's one of, you know, our favorite things to do when it comes to draft time. Um, so we're we're getting down to the end of what we think is going to happen. And it's changed draft like week over week, dude. I, I, we finished one. I'm like, okay. Um you know the cowboys are up next week i I think i know who they want and then all of a sudden a whole bunch of smoke flies to go get brandon cooks or whatever um and then you're 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 left kind of grasping at straws but we're almost through the part where we make predictions for things that are a little bit too far away to nail yep 100 percent. and i'm looking
0: forward to that week and we'll kind of put a bow on any of the things we've said on this if there's been some new information out and we'll do some updates but that'll be in the future Right now, team drafting up on the clock. The New York Giants picking here with the 25th overall pick. And this will be the second year of the Brian Dayball era. Got off to a great start getting into the playoffs. He won coach of the year. Uh, And Daniel Jones, listen, he played much better last year than he has under the previous multiple regimes at head coach that the Giants have had. So I think... It's, it's interesting when you look at the Giants because they're still, in my opinion, major holes across the roster, and I think they overperformed what they did last year. So there are positions that they can address of need. I think the main one that I have written down here, Tyson, is, is wide receiver that they need to address, cornerback. I, I did put offensive line, although I am. I don't think that's a major need here. But besides the 25th pick, they're also picking with the 58th, 90th, and 100th here in the first three rounds. So th- they got some
1: capital. Yeah, four in the top 100 is a never a bad thing. Uh, we get kind of spoiled by some of these teams that walk away with like eight, and then we think that's what everyone's supposed to have. Uh, four out of the top 100 is pretty good uh, for the New York Giants. I think you nailed it with the needs, but I think you need to circle wide receiver and underline it twice. Uh, and that's, that's kind of – Everyone knew it. Watching this team last year, it was like, "Damn, dude, <laughs> Isaiah Hodgins is is leading this team down the down the stretch and into the playoffs as a number one wide receiver." Uh, Wando Robinson will be back from what we you know are hearing, and it sounds like he might even partake in all the offseason stuff, which uh, would be great for them to see what they have. But this is a pass catching group, Brad. That just talent wise was bottom of the barrel, like really close to thirty two. If they weren't, th- it's them and the Ravens. Um, And maybe somebody else that I'm forgetting, but Brian Dayball likes to have good wide receivers, at least we think, because everywhere Brian Dayball has been, uh, maybe with the exception of New England, but they had Tom Brady, um, they had really, really solid wide receivers. The Giants don't. Conflicted with that, we're getting reports that there's only one first round wide receiver talent. Like, (laughs) what are you supposed to do?
0: Yeah, it is a it is interesting because if you want to reach for somebody in the first round and it doesn't work out, then it's like, oh, man, we just wasted a pick here. But, I mean, to your point, Tyson, this is their depth chart at wide receiver. Isaiah Hodgins, Paris Campbell, and Wandale Robinson as the starters. Now, they also have Darius Slayton, his back, and Jamison Crowder coming over from Buffalo. But, oh, man, oh, man, it's
1: it's not pretty there. That's five of the same guy like Isaiah Hodgins is a little bit more big-bodied and can do a little bit of the other things, but that's five or four at least um, guys who are suited to play out of the slot. Uh, Daniel Jones and slot receivers have worked fine because that's all that Daniel Jones has really ever had to throw the ball to because they missed on Kenny Galladay so bad. Again, it's almost all slot receivers in the NFL draft this year, like outside of Quentin Johnston. Um, And I think that's the name that I keep coming back to here. I don't love him as a player. Um, I think there's – I think he's a, a finesse guy. He's a small guy that got trapped into a six-foot-three body, and he's not very good at the finesse stuff compared to some of the other guys in the class. If he figures it out, this is a smash home run. And I think you just kind of have to take take the leap because if you're into the offensive, like maybe Deontay Banks at, at, a, at corner, um, somebody like that, um, you know, you're hoping uh, one of these offensive tackles slips because you probably don't want to take, like, a Cody Mock here. Um, so. Really fun season, uh, great results for the Giants. Just, like, 25 is a tough spot, and they haven't had to be picking 25 in a long time. 100%. I think
0: if you're the Giants, you have to draft a receiver here. Even if you reach for somebody, you have to address the needs of your football team, and that, to me, is the most glaring weakness out at the wide receiving position. Now, Daniel Jeremiah has Joe Tipman, interior offensive lineman from Wisconsin, going here. That, to me, I don't know if you can make that, play, that, that pick. I just I just don't. I, can you – you can wait, I think, on some of these guys. For an interior lineman, you can wait and use some of that other draft capital you have. Zay Flowers I think would be awesome, a guy who can get open and, and really help Daniel Jones out and be a target. I think if you wanted to go the Quentin Johnson route like you're suggesting, at least that's a big body target, somebody who hasn't played in the NFL like Kenny Galladay. But if he doesn't work out, man, the, the fan base might it's be serious. the same serious. guy. It's, it's the, the same, same guy. guy. So it's it'll be interesting to see what route they go, but I think they have to go wide receiver here because people are like, man, I hope Jackson Smith and Jigua. Listen, guys, he ain't falling here. He ain't falling here. People are salivating. If you have a wide receiver need early in the draft, it's going to be JSN, and I know there was potential that he could maybe land here when there were some question marks about him. It ain't happening anymore, and I don't think this happening with Jordan Addison regardless of how bad his combine was. It's too much talent in that package. I think to fall to twenty-five. So you're really looking at the Zay Flowers. I mean, a Josh Downs. My God, do you overdraft there? But oh, it's they're in a they're in a tough spot here. I think.
1: Yeah, it's you know not too many people are envying uh, where they're picking, but um, you know we go from one NFC East to the next. Man, we're we're in for it.
0: Hundred percent. So twenty-six, right after the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Mike McCarthy taking over the play calling this year. Dak Prescott, you know, without Kellen Moore. Like, I wonder how that's going to look, to be completely honest with you. Uh, analytics suggests that Kellen Moore, you know, added a lot, bunch of expected points per play and just the, the way he thinks about the game and calls the game. But uh, Mike McCarthy saw something that he didn't really like, and they uh, they, they, they parted ways. It's probably Z- center. Th- right, Yeah. <laughs> Only a, a couple picks in the early rounds here, 26 58th, 91st I have for the Cowboys. You know, team needs, really, I, I have cornerback as one of them. I know people are maybe like, what? But I, but I also have running back, linebacker, and offensive line. And running back, I think, is a major need for them, but not high enough at this position. Tyson, where are you looking for the Cowboys early on in this draft?
1: Well, it's funny right now to me to see, like, a bunch of wide receivers are mocked here, like, pretty consistently. It seems people think uh, they're going to be in on a wideout. Maybe they will. Maybe they want uh, the option to lock somebody down for five years outside of – because right now it's CeeDee Lamb, uh, what we think is Michael Gallup, we aren't sure, and then uh, Brandon Cooks, um, which was a good get, but it's like, you know – for the lifespan that they want out of a really high end player. I think first round wideout is where people are going. I don't really see it, man. Um, and I think Dallas might even be like, they don't have much capital, uh, but this might be a situation where you almost try to build on your strengths. Um, and you take a guy like Keon white uh, from Georgia tech to play on the edge, um, or you take a uh, Uzama uh, from Kansas state to play on the edge. I know it's not sexy and it's not popular, but, Dallas has been doing really well, staying away from sexy and popular here for the last four or five years. They've quietly been maybe the best drafting team in the league. Uh, so this is one where I'm actually not worried at all, if I'm a Cowboys fan about what we're doing here, because I think um, whether it's up, down, or they stay there, uh, it just makes more sense to me to grab a high-end player at a position you might be pretty good at um, than take a risk on, on somewhere that you need.
0: Yeah, 100%. And I know they traded for Stephon Gilmore you know, with the Colts, but. I don't know, man. I mean, he was the guy that was performing extremely well in New England. And since then, he's really just been a guy. And he's had some good years elsewhere, fine years here and there. But I I don't know. I I think if you're the Cowboys, you're looking for somebody across the way who can match up with uh, Trayvon Diggs on the other side and compliment him well. Because we know Diggs can get cooked, but he's a ball hawk. Like He proved that two years in a row. So you... You got to live with a little bit, I think, if you're the Cowboys, because he can turn it over. And the Cowboys certainly showed that, listen, that defense is no joke. Dan Quinn is a badass defensive coordinator, and you do not want to mess with them. They will turn you over. But I agree with you, man. It's crazy to say that the Cowboys are functional in that front office, but they have been. They really have. But Leighton, Vander Ash, I know he resigned. There's always going to be the questions about his health and things like that. Um, Jason Peters has gone on the offensive line. Connor McGovern's gone <laughs> on the offensive line. I mean, this is and again, Jason Peters, but he had the fill in though, Tyson. Know, because but
1: it's just funny.
0: They're banged up. I think I would not be shocked if the Cowboys try to get O-line here.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's, that's their identity. It's been their identity for a decade. I thought their over, offensive line was actually maybe a little bit overrated towards the end of the season. I think they started out as a unit that was really good and then people kind of caught on and then came back to earth a little bit, but Um, They love investing in the trenches, man. And it's funny. um, We're sitting here as Eagles fans. uh, You can see the jersey behind Brad, but Philly gets all the love in the world. They just always go offensive, defensive line. People like know them for it. Dallas has been doing the same thing for the same amount of time, maybe even a little bit longer um, as far as the modern kind of iterations of these teams. And we always still are just like, what's the sexy pick? The Cowboys are going to do the dumb thing when they haven't, they haven't shown us that they're doing it basically since Stephen Jones took over for Jerry. hundred percent. I think that's commendable. And it's
0: some—it's one of the reasons why the Cowboys of while they haven't had the top end success that they've wanted, clearly they've been right in the mix, winning divisions, being in the playoffs and competing in the playoffs. Yuck. Here's one. I'm interested to, to hear your take on this team because the Buffalo Bills are picking here at twenty seven and Man oh Man did they flame out because they were the odds on favorite to win the Super Bowl coming in Josh Allen MVP and they did not look good down the stretch and sure, you know the, the Demar Hamlin situation, you know that's something and and that's a whole separate thing but as a as a football team as they performed on the field, they were not good and they weren't good in key spots down the stretch and I think that's the 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 thing that stands out most to me. McDermott comp plays ninth 91st or 92nd. I have for their draft capital here. Major, major team needs here at edge offensive line and receiver that I have for the bills. What are you thinking that they are prioritizing
1: here? I don't give a shit about position. I don't even really care about pedigree. It better be attitude. That's what they need. If you wanted to be completely honest about it, I don't know uh, if the bills need like an immediate upgrade all that badly at any singular position they need somebody with a like i'm not going out like that we're not doing this again you're not running over me and i'm not going to be able to do anything about it for 60 minutes when the going gets tough because that's who this football team is like they are whatever finesse team in the nba they're they're the nuggets right that's the team everybody (laughs) seems to hate right now uh that's who they've been man and so whether it is uh Like I mentioned Keon White uh, for the Cowboys. Like this is a guy that just goes and you can kick him inside. Uh, He hits, he plays hard, whether it's him, whether it's uh, Cody Mock from North Dakota State, who just wants to put his paws on you. But it has to be somebody uh, that's going to come in with a little bit of an edge because quite frankly, the Bills have a hell of a lot of edge in week three. And then things get tough. Guys start – teams other teams get better cuz the bills just start as good as they are and then that's the team. <laughs> um once people catch up, it's like, "Oh man, that's hard. I'm not going to like oh, hey, well, we lost. It's roll over, man. Like you got to hit somebody. You got to want to win. Um and the bills have competitors, but they don't have a locker room full of guys that are just like, "You know what? Fuck you. Like let's go get in a fight." And the bills need to be able to go get in a fight because the Chiefs will and the Bengals will, and that's your competition.
0: Yeah, and I think there is a major – I think they addressed their needs or at least what they wanted to kind of build. Because McDermott, there's no way McDermott – he's a hard-ass. There's no way that he's been happy with how his team has performed on the field attitude-wise. But they they went and got David Edwards, signed a one-year deal, offensive guard, Connor McGovern, same position, three-year, $23 million contract. That's a guy who will bang in the trenches, man. Coming over from the Cowboys, that unit's nasty. Quisenberry re-signed offensive guard. I don't know how much run he's going to get, to be completely honest. He may start, he may not. But getting Damian Harris a running back, attitude guy. Old Bama guy playing in New England. I think that's somebody who's going to come in with a chip on his shoulder. Felt like he kind of got pushed out the door by Bill Belichick. I think he's going to run with an attitude. Shaq Lawson back on the edge. Jordan Phillips, defensive linebacker. Matt Milano's back at linebacker. Jordan Poirier resigned. Taylor Rapp coming over on a one year deal. That's a dude who brings an edge as well. So I think you can see, it. yeah, pedigree winning the championship with the Rams. I think you can see the idea that this front office, like, we need to get tougher where it matters most. And because of that, Tyson, I know there, there's some mocks, and I said there's a need at wide receiver. I think they got to go trenches, whether it's on the offense or the defensive side of the ball and get the nastiest dude who just wants to bang in the trenches and grind down low because that's what's missing, man. They, they just want to go out. They want to win the game. They don't want to work to win the game. Yep. They want the ball to be kicked off, and all of a sudden it's coming off, and we're all like, "Woo, the Bills are awesome, man. Look at them. They don't want to get in the fist fight where the Bengals love getting get in the fist fight. They want it to be tight in the fourth quarter. You know, the Chiefs, they know they're going to win every time, and they, they got some assholes on that side of the, of the, of the, of the field. Where they don't care, they're they're there to win games. They're going to do it by any means necessary, and the Bills just don't have that DNA right now. They got to start building that now, and it's got to be through the draft and establishing that. But Keon White, I think, is a dude from Georgia Tech. Listen, they got their ass kicked last year. They got their ass kicked, and that guy just played hard.
1: So that's somebody I think you can and look at will coming. he will at. literally get in a fight. Like, he did it. He'll literally just start fighting. And I I think that it would be nice if uh, a defensive tackle just hauled off and punched Orlando Brown in the face during one of these Bills games. (laughs) We don't condone violence, whatever. But, uh, um, I mean, dude, at a certain point, it's like I've never seen a team's mentality not match up with their coaches as much.
0: I know, and it's like they're supposed to take on the the identity of the head coach, and it feels opposite. I don't know. maybe it is a McDermott issue though, because we look at this guy like he's incredible. and I think he is a good coach, potentially got anointed as a great coach a little bit too soon. I, I don't know. I, I still think like what he's done with Buffalo, the turnaround they've had, the highs that they've reached, um, I think it's still good and, and you could classify him as a really good, the great coach. Just not an elite one like we've seen so far, but obviously with Andy, Bill Belichick, and these other legendary guys like Sean Payton. I think Pete Carroll's in that status still. And, you know, it, it's it's going to be work in Buffalo. Do they want to work? That is the question surrounding them. Yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting, man. We'll learn a lot. Now let's close off this draft dive with the Cincinnati Bengals, which I think they can go a lot of different ways with this pick. Um, Zach Taylor, as much as he gets shit on, that dude has proved that he can coach in big games. And whether it's yeah. pretty in, in some games in the regular season where all the naysayers come up and be like, ah, I told you he stings. Then all of a sudden they like creep back in. It's like that Homer Simpson gym yeah, right in like backs into it into the bushes. Cause he hey man, when him and Burrow are playing, this is a damn good football team. And we know as long as Joey Burrow is strapping on the helmet, this team's got a chance to win the Super Bowl. Uh, I have for team needs here, offensive line, tight end, which I think they have addressed a bit. I do think they need an edge rusher to kind of bolster what they're doing on that side of the ball. I also put cornerback down. I know I have a lot of needs for him, but this is just like you're just kind of throwing and plugging and placing here and hoping. But I think the big one here for them is running back. Where do you think the Bengals – what do they need to get from this first-round pick that's going to push them – over the edge and really contend for that super bowl
1: well if the Bengals are as good as i think they are uh i don't know if the first round guy is going to be the guy that puts them over the edge to win the super bowl it's like it's it's the second round corner or it's the third round offensive lineman that you find um that steps in and plays because honestly like they need tight end like you mentioned and everyone and their mom is mocking michael uh, mayer here and Mm. I, i don't hate the fit at all um Tight end is the longest position from, like, when you make the NFL to when you reach, like, okay, I've arrived and I'm playing well. Like, it takes these guys two years, whereas now you just plug a receiver in day one um, and they're gone. They're going. They did invest in Irv Smith, but Irv Smith can't really block. He's too small to be a wide receiver or too small to be a tight end. He's not fast enough to be a receiver. So he's just kind of one of those in-between guys. Uh, Where they are going to go here, Brad? I mean, it's just so much smoke on tight end. Uh, that I'm starting to believe it a little bit. I kind of like Darnell Washington better than I like uh, Michael Mayer for this um, offense because, like, Hayden Hurst was good when they needed him to catch the ball, but he got on the field because he blocked. C.J. Uzama was on the field before him the year before um, and started blowing up at the end of the season because he was blocking well uh, early in the year, so he earned his playing time. And I, you're basically drafting a offensive tackle that can move, right? <laughs> That's what Darnell Washington is. He's fucking huge. Um, Michael Mayer is going to be a better catcher of the football. The ceiling is so much higher with Washington. The other part of it is, like, you're talking about Jameer Gibbs here, probably his RB2 off the board. I don't know if that fits um, with where they're, they're going to go. It's a deep running back class. You could talk yourself into – Maybe Roshan Johnson and Devin A-Chain in the third and the fourth round, something like that, uh, double up. But, like, the only position they haven't invested in on offense is tight end. That's it. It's the only one.
0: Yeah, I think if Michael Mayer is here, they should pick him. And I know you just gave your soliloquy on on Darnell Washington. It's hard for me to disagree just because his ceiling is so high. I think what this team needs, though, is a a polished product. That, to me, is Michael Mayer. And I think he can fill in and be that guy that you're getting from Washington who's the blocker, but also provide that electricity with the ball in his hand, safety blanket, someone who can read the defense extremely well, sit in these pockets and provide an outlet for Burrow. Because, I mean, they lost Hayden Hurst, who did that last year when he was healthy. So I I do think that if they don't address the tight end position and just have Irv Smith out there, I think they're going to be hurt a little bit by that. Um, but listen, they lost their entire secondary, man. Eli Apple, Trey Flowers at corner, gone. Jesse Bates, Von Bell, gone. They they did try to replace him. I, I mean, Sidney Jones, you know, we that we, it's a running joke for Eagles fans, but, you know, that's at least a body out there. Uh, Nick Scott, though, I think Cold this is a big one. one coming over. I like Nick Scott, three-year deal to play safety for him. He's proved that he can compete in this league when he was over in the L.A. Rams, also a Penn State guy, so shout out to him. I think if they didn't trade for Orlando Brown or didn't sign Orlando Brown four-year, 64 mil, that they're addressing the offensive line here, I just don't know if they need to do that, Tyson. I don't know if they need to do that here. I think they can kind of have a luxurious pick
1: and go, hey, let's do something sexy. Let's get a tight end. My dream scenario for the Bengals is if they could somehow find a way uh, to trade up and get Joey Porter Jr. I just think like that dude plays Cincinnati Bengals football. Um, and that's that's like what i would like to see but um uh, the Bengals don't make trades so if you're mocking trade like what is it they've made three trades during the season is since like mike brown's been the owner yeah i mean um, obviously never, this is the perfect. off season so it's a little different but they don't move up and down in the draft they pick where yeah. they're at um so i think it's a little bit ambitious to think they're going to move up dude give me an athlete man give me like We talked about what the Bills, the attitude thing. Like, the attitude is going to take care of itself when you walk into the Cincinnati Bagels locker room or you're you're not sticking around. Um, Give me, Just give me a freak, dude. That's what this – it's the most fun offense to watch when it's working in the league, no disrespect to the Chiefs. And if they get a Michael Mayer and he just provides 60 and 500, six touchdowns a year, like, that's the next level.
0: Uh, I want to shout out Cam Taylor Brett. He's their, going to be their starting cornerback. He was
1: awesome last year. This kid's going to be a stud. And he's ridiculously underrated, dude. Every time you go on like uh, social media or whatever during their games, it's like, oh, he sucks. And it's like, what are we? What are you talking about?
0: I think he's going to be awesome. I, and then Dax Hill. One of the reasons why they're comfortable letting uh, Von Bell walk a bit. Dax Hill, second year from Michigan. Watch out for him. I mean, he could be an electric player this year. So Bengals, I think, are really doing a good job here, Tyson, of cycling in some younger players on the defensive side of the ball and then investing in that offensive line to protect Joe Burrow, which is clearly the biggest need that that football team has. But I think they they still do need to address the pass rushing concerns that they have. Hendrickson's getting a little older. Sam Hubbard. You know, he's been good, but I I think if you can get more pass rushers coming off the edge, that's only going to help your football team.
1: It won't hurt, except for you have to pay him uh, after five years, and that's not always uh, the Bengals' M.O.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. Okay, that's going to do it for our NFL draft dive. We got only one more edition of this coming, and then like Tyson alluded to off the top, we're going to take a look at kind of all the smoke, all the news, what smoke, what smears. We're going to take a peek at it and see if we can give out valuable picks in the gambling market for the NFL draft coming up. So make sure to subscribe if you're watching us on YouTube or if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, however you listen. Make sure to send in a review, and we'll answer any questions you may have about this type of stuff, uh, draft, gambling, whatever the case may be. So go ahead and follow us on our social media pages, Instagram at underscore the roundtable pod underscore that TikTok handle is the exact same or send us a tweet over at TRT underscore pod. We will be back later this week for you NBA fans breaking down the playoffs. We will speak to you all then, guys. Peace. Thanks for listening to The Roundtable. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. While you're there, please rate and review so others find out about the show. We'll catch you on the next episode of The Roundtable.